The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to Day 10 of the Rough Drafts NALCS Team-by-Team Preview Series. We're finally here! It is the end of an era. We have always loved doing this series for you guys. It has been a very fun two weeks of previews. A lot of work, but hopefully you guys have enjoyed us as we've entered into the foxhole, as Zero pointed out uh, on a previous YouTube video. Uh, to prep for this last team. Walter, how excited are you to close on the glory that is uh, the Echo Fox Jet 1, as we've now seen uh, on the social I mean, media? I mean, I'd be a little bit more excited if I was recording from, from Echo Fox 1. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm still in upstate New York. So, Rick Fox, come on, dude. Like, yeah. I can record an episode live from your jet, man. Like, I can't think of any better marketing opportunity than an episode of the rough drafts podcast on echo fox one like come on dude this is a partnership made in heaven i still remember the days when you played for the lakers like come on dude come on i played as you on nba jam like come on man let's Look, do it i've i watched the entire series you did with jake and amir on college humor man that's got to count for something i know about your fascination with eggs let's do it i uh until then we're gonna have to just talk about the team from the comfort of our own home. So I guess we might as well get on with it. Uh, Echo Fox was hoping the season would get on with it uh, after the way they were playing in the regular season. They went 10th place, a whole 1-17. That is surely a way to go. Uh, they did qualify back for the uh, LCS, though. They beat Team Liquid Academy, uh, lost to Phoenix 1, but then crushed NRG to earn their spot back, and they're trying to make the most of it. Uh, KFO is gone. In comes Looper from Royal Never Give Up, obviously previously of the Samsung variety back in Season 4. Uh, very different player now than he was then, but still. Uh, Acadian from Dream Team is now the jungler in place of Hard, which, I mean, that almost has to be an upgrade just by definition. Froggen is still around. Keith is still around. And Big has been replaced by Gate from Phoenix One, a guy that I think a lot of people uh, really love the versatility that he brought as they were constantly moving him around as they were trying to get all the visa situations sorted out. So, Walter, first thoughts when you look at these, these roster changes here. Why is Keith still on an LCS roster? Um, I'm surprised Froggen's still here. I would have thought maybe he would, he would retire, but he must really love playing the game, so yeah. cool. Uh, good for him. Um, I, it's a League of Legends roster. It's not the worst. 
Uh, it's definitely not the best. I, I don't even know if it hits, like, mediocre, though. Like, at, at some point, we've learned that Looper isn't very good without without Mata. Like, we've learned that. Um, Acadian has been a, a jungler that's kind of toiled in the challenger scene. Um, he, he does have some potential to be a breakout like Dardoch, but... He wasn't as good as Dardoch in the challenger scene. He was much, much less consistent. Um, and then Gate. Like, I'm actually... Gate, Gate impressed me as a support last split. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, he actually impressed me. Um, I'm glad to still see him on a team. I, I think he's worthy of being, you know, one of the ten supports in the LCS. Um, but overall, just there's nothing, there's nothing on this roster that, like, sets a fire in my belly, and there's nothing in this roster that's like, ooh, that's really bad. Like, there's no 0-17 LSPL mid laner on this roster. That Let's is put true. It that way. Man, put we it set that. the bar so high after this offseason. Thanks, Origin. Appreciate it. Did you but say yeah. we're flying high? Yeah, one could say. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, I, I am interested in, in the mindset that must have come behind these decisions like looper is obviously a big name guy but it seems like his peak was long enough ago that you would reconsider <laughs> he ever had a peak i mean yeah i think you could say that his time on samsung white ended pretty well for him but yes i yeah. you know i i think that certainly afterwards he's been a a mixed bag and i think that a mixed bag is a fair way to define this whole roster. There are guys here that are exciting for fans to watch. There are guys here that are exciting, uh, exciting as far as, you know, can they reachieve this, this level of intensity that they had? And then there are guys who are just around. But let's start with the upside. Let's start with the excitement for Echo Fox fans, guys who uh, have enjoyed the culture that Rick Fox has built uh, now that he has been acquitted of any potential uh, fun poaching allegations we had to deal with earlier. But what is exciting about this roster now that the dust has settled for you? So I'm most excited for the imports. I am excited to see Looper in, in the North American Ch uh, League of Championship Series, NALCS, whatever yes. you want to call it. Uh, I'm excited to see him here. Um, I'm excited to give him a chance to, uh, once again, try and break out of the I'm just Mata's mindless little robot. I do what he tells me to do. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Don't play Blitzcrank. Um, <laughs> and then Froggen, like, I'm, I'm a season one world championship viewer. I've been watching forever. And as much as some, there are some players where you go, like, Okay, Alex, it's it's time it's time, dude. Like, go stream, go retire, be with your family. Like, you, you can't cut it anymore. Froggen just hasn't hit that point yet. Even though he's very singular in his style, and he's very much like this is how Froggen plays the game. It's how I'm gonna do it. Everybody else has to play around me. Um, his skill hasn't gone down. He's still as good of a player, if not maybe a little bit better than he was, you know, way back in season three. He just seems like it. It just seems like. His style of, of being very lane dominant, being very much a farmer, and delay the game as long as I can to get to the point where I can just make a play in the late game stages of the of team fights, um, it's still there. It still exists. He can still do it. No one, I think, no mid laner matches his ability to lane uh, in North America. Obviously, Faker probably could beat him with his eyes closed, but that's because Faker is not of this world anymore. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, there's no one in North America that really gets after Froggen and, like, makes Froggen stop farming. You camp him, and it just seems like, okay, you take his tower, and then he freezes it, and he still has a 30, 
you know, CS lead at 25 minutes in the game. It just, I've been waiting for him to fall off, truly fall off in a spectacular fashion in a way where I'm like, yep, absolutely. You don't deserve to play in the LCS anymore. Like I have with a lot of other legacy players and it just, it hasn't come. So it's always exciting to watch him, and it's going to be exciting to watch these two imports try and solo carry this team into relevance. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the Froggen stats, because he's a guy that was trying, you know, a good player on a bad team, I think is is how it's, it's safe to say. Um, yes. His landing stats are not particularly great, surprisingly. He only averaged a .6 CS lead at 10 minutes, and since that's the time in which you would expect a lane-dominant guy to start building that up. In most cases, you'd see that as a concern. But, you know, this is how Froggen likes to play the game. He likes to farm. He likes to scale. He doesn't necessarily need to win the lane in 10 minutes if he believes he can beat you out in 20 or 30. That's why he plays things like Anivia. The Anivia's peak is not at the 10-minute mark. It's, uh, you know, that's not the kind of champion that he likes to play on. But there's also this sense, at least when I go back through the match history... It, it feels like almost like Steve Nash when he was retiring, when he's like, you know, I can still have that game. I can still play like I was back in my prime. I just can't do it every night. I can do it every couple of nights. And that was frogging to me. You'd see streaks of it in series. You'd see these big plays and then you'd see games like, say, his Echo game, which was just atrocious, or his Karma Oy. game, where he had no impact on the map whatsoever. His Vladimir game, he made that champion look balanced when no one else could. Mm. I, I, you know, there are, his Azir has always been mechanically rough. So there are these things, these clear holes you can point to and say, maybe these games weren't working out. And maybe there are, there are flaws that intrinsically are, are, are coming back up when you have to watch him every day, but there are enough bright spots where if the rest of the team was built for it, I think you could play around that flaw. Unfortunately, Walter, you have the North American I talent. I want to hold on one second before on. we move on Please. to what makes me nervous because a year and a half ago, Chase and I made this, this Google Drive Excel spreadsheet. Yes, we did. <laughs> that was NBA and Professional League of Legends comparisons. And Froggen is on here. And I have Froggen on here as Pau Gasol. You said Nash, but you had him on late era, era Kobe Bryant. I almost think he's Allen Iverson. Ooh. I almost – I don't want to go too far off on this tangent because this could potentially be an idea we come back to. But I just – I remembered having that NBA comparison for him. I think he might be more like Allen Iverson, not in the swag, you know, practice. We'll talk about practice. Are you saying that the Nivea wings aren't are no swag? I'm not talking about the bling and everything, but I'm just talking about – Allen Iverson had a play style. This is how everyone knew how Allen Iverson played. And he never, ever, ever deviated from that play style. I just think it might be an interesting comparison to Froggen because Froggen very much feels that way too. He, he has varied a little into like LeBlanc and some assassins, but at his core, there's a way Froggen plays. And you know, you, you, you know, if you took away the nameplate and you saw someone play that style, you'd instantly assume it's Froggen. Yeah. So I just just food for thought. Just something that that in, that caught me in the back of my mind while we were talking. Totally fair. And for the record, much like Allen Iverson, I think Froggen has earned his place as a future Hall of Famer because, as you've said, there's no one else like him. He is exactly. he is one of the few guys you could point to and say that is Froggen. For better and for worse, that is that is his style. And as long as he can keep doing it, I think he's going to keep finding his way onto the rift. That's just. Exactly. 
I just have that Steve Nash concern still in the back. Sorry, of my he's head. not Rick Fox, guys. That, I know that would be an app. That, that would be perfect. perfect comparison. Well, well like, maybe one of these other NIA guys could be Rick Fox, right? I mean, that's what they're going to need to do. They're going to need to be guys who can perform well in the crunch and, and bail out Froggen on the days where he's not. Actually. Okay, are we... Actually, Gabe might be Rick Fox. Okay, take us there, man. Gabe might be the... So, so I know I'm, I'm nervous about the North American talent. I'll get to the Gabe Rick Fox point in a moment. I'm nervous about these players. I said before, Acadian has been in the Challenger scene for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, is, I think, a worse version of Dardock. I don't think he has ty- you know, the same type of upside. He's definitely more inconsistent than Dardock was mm-hmm. when he was there. Keith, 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 Keith. Let's not forget, Keith was the guy that teams brought on to um, to kick the butts of their starting 80 carries. He he replaced Piglet for a little while, then Piglet came back. Uh, TSM brought him on to you know ignite a fire under Wild Turtle, and that worked. And Keith never saw the stage for uh, for TSM. So I, I just there was pl- other players with upside. We had Cody Sun, we had Rakara. You could have gone out and instead. Um, gotten a Korean AD carry maybe like you could have found other rookies like this just I I get that there's a Mendoza line there is a there is a line that you must be this good to be in the LCS and Keith sort of feels like he's become that line that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to be on your team and this just seems like Rick Fox has become buddy buddy with him understands that he had some marketability and now just didn't replace him because he didn't want to um so I'm, I'm just, man, I just don't like the Keith thing. I don't think he's proven that he can be consistent enough to be a North American uh, AD carry. And even though, you know, a guy like Double Lift is left, Sticks A obviously can improve. Sneaky is always, you know, up there as one of the three best AD carries in North America. You've added Arrow. Laud has improved. You have, you know, Apollo still, you know, he's not amazing, but he's still proven that he's better at Keith than most of the time they play. So mm. I get there has to be a 10th, you know, 10th place to AD carry in North America, but like after two splits basically of having him you, there was absolutely no one you were willing to give a risk you know a try to maybe get to the ninth best day to carry in north america so and that brings me to gate now i'm not necessarily nervous about gate and now this brings me to the comparison of rick fox when rick fox came into esports thorin did kind of a breakdown about who rick fox was who he is as a player um, great video. Go watch it if you you know you still don't know who Rick Fox was. And he brought up this idea of Rick Fox was on the Boston Celtics as a rookie, and he was sort of a star player. He, he was brought on. Celtics weren't very good, and he was supposed to be like this star type player. And then you know left the Celtics. I can't remember if it was trade or free agency. And then he ended up on the Lakers. And the Lakers had Kobe Bryant and they had Shaq and he doesn't need to be a star on that team. He needs to fill a very specific role. And that is where I think Rick Fox gate comparisons start to take off. You know, gate was on that team impulse roster. He was the mid laner. He took over for Zhao Wei Zhao. And we sort of felt like, yeah, he's got to be the star. Like he's got to replace that. You know, Zhao Wei Zhao was the old school Boston Celtics. He was, you know, uh, uh I can't, the Larry Birds, like that generation, and now you're bringing in this new guy, and that's you know Rick Fox, Gate in this situation, and then he leaves them. Uh, well, he stays there, but he sort of changes his role in that organization. He goes to support, and now he's coming to Echo Fox, and they have a Shaq and a Kobe. They have Froggen in the mid lane, and they have Looper in the top lane. Those are your two stars, mm-hmm. and now he's got to help get these other role players, the Keith and the Acadian on this team, and he's got to help supplement the rest of this squad. So. 
And Rick Fox was really good at that when he was on the Lakers. He was definitely that guy that when he wasn't quite good enough anymore, he went to the sixth man. He'd come off the bench. You could trust him at a moment to make a play. You know, if you know, he was kind of their third option in those big moments. Mm-hmm. So I think a gate comparison might be we found your we found your Rick Fox in the in the North American League of Legends series there. It's gate. Yeah, I uh, I approve of that nomination. I also approve of your criticism towards Keith. I think that whenever you can say the sentence, Apollo is not the Mendoza line for the North American LCS AD carry position, <laughs> that is a worrying thing. I, I, I think that Keith, to me, is slightly below the Mendoza line, especially because he's not a guy with upside. You brought up Ricara. That would have been a perfect pickup here. It just upside, seems like, yeah. yeah, someone who has a chance to improve because this is a roster that doesn't appear to be built to succeed right away while at the same time kind of needing to succeed right away. Like, Acadian is clearly a project, and Gate, for everything you can say about his versatility, he's still a guy that is settling into a position and a role, and he's been bounced around enough and shifted around enough that it's going to take time to figure that out. But at the same time, Froggen has to have a clock on his career. You have to assume he's not playing forever. Looper has bounced around within the Chinese scene. I don't think he wants to wait around for success to come his way. Mm-hmm. And, in, you know, Keith is a guy that you pick if you want to lock down a position and say, at least I know what I'm getting from this. I can work on, focus on kind of other pieces of the team. But... It seems like they're trying to do both things at once, and that is a concern for me because it means that they're lacking the kind of identity you'd want to have moving forward. Walter, what worries you when you when you look at this roster as a whole? I it's got to be somebody other than Froggen. At some point, someone else needs to wake up and, and help carry this team. Froggen didn't do it all by himself on, on Evil Geniuses and on Elements and on those, you know, a team alliance. He had Wicked. He had guys like Yellow P and, and Crepo in the bot lane. He had Snoopy. He had guys that at moments would help him carry that mantle. He didn't have to do it by himself. And really, over the majority of the spring split and over the entirety of the summer split, you couldn't count on KFO. You couldn't count on Keith to help carry this team to a victory. Mm-hmm. So when I look at this roster... Looper, obviously Looper's the first eyeball goes right to him of, okay, who can help him? I think Looper has to. If, if this experiment of bringing in Looper doesn't work and he doesn't become this supplemental, you know, secondary carry to Froggen, then this team is going to fail. This will be the worst team in, in North America by far. Hmm. Froggen can't do it by himself. He's not a young guy anymore. He, everyone knows his play style. He doesn't get to surprise people with Anivia anymore. Like, someone else has to come out and help him. Keith hasn't proven that he can do it, so you have to look to these other two kids that are coming in in Acadian and Looper. I don't think Acadian can do it. Looper has shown that he's only really a role player on other teams and that he does need uh, you know, Mata to really control him and micromanage him and tell him when to TP and tell him where to go and all these other things. And it's not like Looper is coming into you know an underdeveloped top lane scene in North America. Alongside Looper, we've added Flame. We've added Someday. You know, there's always a chance that Darshan breaks back out and, and you know becomes good. Impact has been here for you know a couple splits. Haunters is the premier North American top lane. Like this isn't a bunch of pushovers that he can come in and just bully his way around. He's gonna have to finesse this. He's really gonna have to get good matchups. 
So at the end of the day, if Echo Fox want to avoid relegation and even maybe take a shot at possibly making in the playoffs, someone has to step up and help Frog and carry this team. Yeah, I think that's undoubtedly true. And we saw last split that the Frog and show does not work. Nope. It's it simply, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you give him a comfort champion. Uh, it, it's not a long-term solution to your problems. And it's going to have, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's going to have to be Looper or Acadian, which funnily enough, I think makes this whole team about gate and that whole Rick Fox atmosphere <laughs> you talked about. Because it's, if it's, it's either going to be uh, Gate and Acadian need to figure out their synergy together. They have to roam far better than Echo Fox roamed last split. Their warding numbers were terrible last split. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to make that the primary focus, which then would allow Froggen to have more comfort when playing his style of game and would give Looper some more obvious places to make plays, potentially. Or Gate needs to just be on the same page as Looper and be able to get that synergy working. He needs to be the Mata-style support of just pointing out where to go, do the thing here, this is the play we need to make, this is the obvious hole in what their strategy is going. And if Gate can be that guy, I've, you know, as someone who's coached a team before, I cannot tell you how valuable that guy is when you have a player like Looper who is, to some extent, a, a, an attack dog. You, you point him where to go, you say, hey, kill this, and he kills it. That's what Looper does his best at. Hey, fight and zone off here. Looper can do that. When Looper is forced to make plays on his own, you get what you saw at Worlds, which was a very lackluster series of performances. And as you've said, there's too much talent now in the top lane. And even the rise of impact adds to that as well. I, I don't think Looper is just going to be able to outskill his way through. Mm-hmm. So it's all going to come down to the mental side of it and whether they can... Game plan well enough both on and off the rift. Walter, at the end of the day, where do you see this ending up? I think that the talent that North America has added is, is just too much. I really think this team is going to be fighting to stay out of relegation. Um, when I look at you know all the other teams, I have a couple other teams in the same tier as them. Um, so it's going to be a fight. Remember, only two teams go, but you know, right now they're probably the second worst team in North America, maybe even the worst, depending on some of your feelings about the the changes that Envious have made. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's going to be a struggle the entire season to avoid those bottom two spots. Yeah, I, I think that's a very fair way to put it. I, right now, might have them at the bottom of my list just because I think that in North America, there are too many teams that either have established synergy, you know, say what you will about FlyQuest, they've at least played together before. They know what their identity is. CLG knows their identity. Same with Cloud9 to a to a large extent. Same with TSM to a large extent. Even Liquid has enough consistency on the roster where I don't think their play style is going to change so much, while Echo Fox is going to have to make big widespread system changes. Now, can that work? Sure. In the summer split, maybe we're looking at it and saying, well, now Gates become a better shot caller. But I think... The team that they're going to try to emulate is not, you know, one of the big powers. They're going to try to be the Phoenix one of the split. A team that struggles early, becomes pretty decent by the end of the split because some of the young guys have paid off, you know, and then going into the next split, we have to take them as a legitimate threat. That's the game, the blueprint here. We'll see how f- well they follow it. We've followed our own blueprint over the last 10 days. We've officially covered them all. Uh, yep. Just like Pokemon, we caught every one of these teams and have now put them in our little analyst 
uh, collection that we will now get to see whether we're right or wrong. I'm sure breaking out the vaults on these episodes months from now will not be a source of pain and embarrassment <laughs> along the way. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the ride. We've had a ton of fun making these episodes. It's uh, always a pleasure to really sit down and, and kind of try to nitpick and look at what's on paper and, and try to make sense of this whole thing. And we will certainly, it'll be a fun series to, uh, to sit back and enjoy and see what we get right and what we get wrong. Um, you can find me at Redshirt King if you have uh, anything about anything I've said on the show. I'd love talking to you guys, love reading the YouTube comments, love uh, talking to you guys on social media. So let's keep the conversation going. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? My Rick, send me that follow, man. We'll talk about getting the show on the, on the jet, okay? It's at C80s underscore LOL. I'll, I'll be waiting. Absolutely. Rick Fox, we're all, we are available. That is, uh, that is clear. But we're also available for another owner, an owner that has reached out to us uh, because of our episode, uh, really enjoyed it, wants to talk to us about some things he thinks uh, we need to get right. And I'm sure it's going to be a, a very fun, interesting episode. So please stay tuned uh, to this channel right here. And until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80's here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.